Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Subject to Change is here, and it's been long awaited. We took a little hiatus. I had this thing called college basketball to attend to, but we got a great episode. It's just me and Tom. We got college hoops, NBA preseason starting up this week, and a whole bunch of other stuff, including Tom's weekly TikTok review. Him and Dave Portnoy or whatever just seem to love TikTok and all the relationships going on. But anyways, Tom, how you doing? How you been, brother? I'm, I'm good. Why are you in a winter jacket? Why are you in a puffer right now? I'm in the trenches, Tom. Okay, see my apartment right here? The AC, the whole thermostat thing is broken. I'm in the back room. I got a ring light as my only source to light throughout this house. And I have to wear a jacket because it's the winter time. What's up? Welcome back to West Virginia, man. I'm, gl- I'm glad that we're, we're talking finally. How uh, you're, you're in the middle, midst of the season. What, you're five games in? Five games should be six. We were supposed to play, what's today? Third? We were supposed to play yesterday, but yeah, we're five games in. What's going on with that? Why are games getting canceled? Is it all COVID stuff? Is it yeah. stressful? It's not stressful as much as it's just kind of a nuisance at this point, um, especially in college basketball. I don't mean to say COVID is a nuisance because it's very, you know, it's a serious thing and you want to keep people safe, as I've said before. But when you look down the line of just like college athletes, um, it's, it sucks that we were missing games and canceling games, considering that there are no fans. So we're not endangering anybody else. It's just us. And yeah, you know, the unfortunate fact of the matter is, is half of more than half of my team has had it, you know, way back in the you know summertime, a lot of teams have gone through it, but you know, knock on wood and thankfully nobody's really, you know, had a, you know, struggle with this with COVID at the age of like, you know, 19 and 20 and these college athletes, even though they might, you know, be dealing with it well, they're, we got to miss games because like Robert Morris yesterday had a, had an outbreak. So it's kind of just, it's hit or miss every, every day. You don't know what your schedule is going to look like, but what do you guys think about, uh, you, you guys hear what coach K said? You yeah. Like- that's what I was going to, I was going to ask you I, coach K Jordan, I don't know if you heard it. He said that, um, he kind of wanted to question, like, should we even be playing college basketball? Like, let's take a step back. Now, granted, this is after Duke, I think, lost two straight or two of the last three games. But he kind of was like, this is really stressful to play under all these conditions. And, like, people can't even focus on basketball. Like, are you sensing that? Do you have any thoughts on it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I don't know if Big Cat has commented on it, but he always likes to – he always likes – did he comment on it? He loves poking uh, – I saw uh, tweets about it. <laughs> yeah, he loves poking Coach K, especially when it comes to certain things. But – you know, he's, he's got a point for sure. I mean, uh, you just want to keep everyone safe. And, you know, nobody really has the answers, whether it's Bill Gates or Coach K or, you know, even a lot of, you know, medical professionals who say we don't have the answers. So I don't know. In my personal opinion, at 22, so take that how you want it, I think, you know, let's play. I mean, the, we haven't, you know, had any, you know, extremely scary scenarios of, college athletes, you know, really struggling with the disease. I'm not saying I'm a doctor and know what's going on, but I, I think, you yeah. know, for what it's worth, from what I've seen, I've seen teammates deal with it. I've dealt with it myself. I don't have pre-existing conditions, but from what Coach K said, I don't know. I think society needs sports. I do know that. I think we yeah. went through a time where it was like, man, everybody, the bubble was a huge, like just breath of fresh air, normalcy. Um, but yeah, it's a tough balance. I don't, I don't necessarily agree that we should stop the season or not play this year. 
But he's got a valid point. It's Coach K. Everything no, he says is valid. I, yeah, Coach K is amazing. And I'm curious if you've met him before. But I um, – it is weird, though, right? And, like, you mentioned it before, no fans. I mean, you played the number one team in the country the other day. There's this huge matchup. There's no fans. Like, is that the weirdest part? Like, I, it's – for a viewer, it's kind of whack watching it with no fans sometimes yeah. for me. Like, I still love it, and I'm watching games. I'm watching players get, like, fired up, and I'm like, where, what's going on here? Does it, like, hear something. does it feel like you're watching, like, a closed scrimmage? Yes, 100%. 100%. So, that, that's funny. So, you bring up our, our one loss this year is against Gonzaga. They're ranked number one, still are. And we played them in Indianapolis. We jumped in because Tennessee had COVID issues. Hugs called up and said, we'll play them. You know, I think we can we can give them a run for their money, which we did. I mean, we can go into that later. But just the whole COVID thing, we go into Indianapolis and we're playing in, what is it, Banker's Life, I believe, is the Pacers uh, facility or, or arena. Yeah. And there is just nothing. You can hear a pin drop from the time you go out to, you know, stretch and warm up to, you know, pregame 60 minutes. We're all, you know, in layup lines. And unless you got AirPods in, you know, the dude's playing like Kesha and something off the radio. Yeah, high school game. It's like a, it's a high school game. And on top of that, there's just, there's not the same energy. So it's a whole different ball game. It is a whole different ball game. You're seeing a lot of really good teams, you know, get beat because it just comes down to who's playing better. There's no home court advantage. We've had games in the Coliseum where, you know, we get down to a team we shouldn't be down on. We make a little bit of a run, and now all of a sudden they got to deal with 14,000, you know, screaming fans. And now they realize, okay, we're in Morgantown, and, you know, there is a little bit of a difference compared to just an empty gym, which for basketball peers, I mean, the best teams are going to win. That's what it's going to come down to and who stays healthy. Yeah. Your one loss to Gonzaga. They're obviously the number one team in the country right now. Our guy, Jalen Suggs. Is, have you ever played Jalen before? I know he's younger than you, but you guys both played UA. Yeah, we played UAA. I've I've seen him play on Sizzle, um, but but I didn't I didn't personally ever play him. No. What was it like playing against him? I saw you guys match up a couple times, also. Or like, what, what's like Hug Hug saying before the game about him, particularly or Gonzaga as a whole? Oh man, I mean, he Jalen Suggs is uh, he uses he uses his whole quarterback um, experience and forte. <clears throat> Let me run that back. He uses his whole quarterback forte the stuff he's done in high school he's got extremely good vision he's just a good all-around player I mean we watch film on Gonzaga and just their team in general they just they don't make a lot of mistakes they're deep at every position um and you know they're they're a veteran team as well they have a really good makeup for sure do I think you know we had them at, at times in Indianapolis for sure going into halftime you know we're up I don't know five six seven points yeah and felt like we were in a good position. So it's a good, it's a, it was a good test for us. Would we have liked to learn, you know, some of the things we did wrong coming out with a W against number one? Sure. But, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta lose and learn. That's just the unfortunate part about basketball at times. Did he get hurt in the game against you or was that a different game? Yeah, he, he tweaked his, I don't know if it was Achilles or ankle, um, but. Everyone know. thought he tore his Achilles. Like you don't understand the internet went, insane about it it was like Jalen Suggs towards Achilles why do you ever go to college and then he like, came back in 10 minutes later and I was like oh he's totally fine yeah he he uh he definitely definitely proved toughness that's for sure I mean you saw even the look on on Mark Few's face when it happened it didn't it didn't look good for sure so 
I was happy it wasn't that, um, but definitely a little bit of a scary, scary. Wait, are you there. are you surprised Mark Few is like such a good coach? I kind of look at him and I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, dude, I at the end of the day, I'm thinking, okay, what do I want to do down the road after I'm done playing the game? And coaching for sure is something that I'm thinking about. And I can't, I can't, I can't speak on that because eventually I'm gonna probably be balding. Um, I'm, you know, gonna be kind of goofy looking. Just a five nine, you know, look like maybe an assistant or substitute teacher, and you know, coaching some of the best athletes in the country. But he's a he's a damn good coach. That's all I do know about Mark Few. The Gonzaga team is weird because they always have like those random teams that do well, and they've had the four year white guys and everything, and they kind of still have that with like Drew Timmy or whatever his name is. That yeah. guy somehow scores like seventy points in a game and like gets all these wide open laps. But now they're adding Jalen Subs, like a one and done kid. They got Namard, who's like a young athletic guy who probably would end up in the league. And I think they have a really good chance of landing Chet Holmgren too, another guy who probably be a one and done type kid. So it's interesting to see what that program does. You guys won your the tournament, the first tournament though, right? Yeah, we played down in South Dakota. Um, ended yeah, up celebrate being, after that, or is it like whatever? It's also weird. It's also weird. You, we yeah, won something. Us, us, fifteen or whatever guys and staff, we celebrate. We're happy, but the the aura and like what you associate with sports and like competition, it's just not there right now. I I truly hope that by NCAA tournament time, we can at least start thinking about you know certain capacities. We were supposed to start with 25% and they drew, they rolled that back. So now we got no fans for our first home game tomorrow against North Texas. We got a breaking news that just came in. Um, Jeff Goodman. He's like the, one of the main college basketball guys. He just tweeted out breaking news. Duke is not planning on playing any more non-conference games. Um, obviously that could change down the road, but that is the plan right now for coach K and the blue devils. So no, go ahead. No non-conference games for Duke anymore. I, I am bowing out of this conversation due to the fact that I'm in college basketball and have an immense amount of respect for Coach K and everything he does. But I know that you have thoughts on this and based on what happened in the last few games and kind of the whole big cat thing we were just talking about, what, what's your take on, on Duke bowing out of non-conference schedule? Well, I'm a Duke fan at heart. Um, I grew up like loving JJ Redick and loving Jay Williams and Chris Duhon. And then like they got Zion, who's like my favorite player ever, probably him and Lamelo. Oh, Lamelo's gonna be pissed. Go ahead. Lamelo and Zion. Lamelo like never even thought about him going to college. So I couldn't even like pick a team there. Um but the thing that's hard is like, sure, maybe that's the best move for his program, but like he's such a like he has to realize how big of a name he is. Like that's going to affect all of college basketball. Like now if we, you don't do it, like team, people are going to judge you and be like, why aren't you doing what coach K is doing? He, he, it feels like there's my thing. I'll make it quick. It's like, I think there's a bigger point he's trying to make in that I've seen multiple times now over the past year or two years, he said like, there's not one voice of college basketball. There's not a leader of college basketball. I don't know if this is him trying to be the leader of college basketball. And like, honestly, he probably freaking should be. But, like, he constantly, I feel like he's taking shots at the people who are in charge of making these decisions. And this, to me, is him just being, like, if you're not going to be, like, the grown-up, I will be. And everyone should, like, do what I'm doing. And, honestly, I don't, like, I can't see a lot of teams following this. I just, I don't think that we see it, different parts of the country are different. I mean, you're going to play games with fans in the Big 12. Like, that's just how it is. And, like, he's not going to. Are you excited? So, that's why you can't say anything on this. No, I'll jump in real quick. Yeah, go ahead, jump, Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Obviously, like 
Coach K is, I mean, Hugs is one of those guys. Patino, like, there's a lot of guys, but Coach K, I mean, it's Coach K, right? So everybody listens when he says, my bigger concern is, like, guys like Jalen Johnson. So Jalen Johnson, I mean, obviously he was probably going to be a top five pick after this season anyway, but less games means less opportunity to show off your skill. And we've already seen, like, guys like RJ Hampton, an injury can have a lasting effect on you. And, you know, what, what are those guys thinking about it? And he could have went to the G League. Like, this is, like, he also, like, lost money end games now. Like, yeah. But here, here's the thing with me. I play for a guy in Coach Huggins who, if, he, if it was his decision, I mean, well, it, a lot of things are his decision around here. So, one thing's for damn sure is we're going to play as many games as we can possibly can. I mean, Robert Morris dropped out Wednesday. Hugs got on the phone with anybody and anybody, everybody and anybody who would play. It didn't matter who it was. I mean, we're bringing in a really good Conference USA North Texas team, but he would have taken literally anybody. Like if overtime wanted to get five guys together, you, Spence, you know. Why, we should do that. Call, Scott, yeah, Josh, everybody. He would have played you guys. It wouldn't have mattered. He just wants to play basketball, which is what I love about Hugs. And, you know, he is – He's extremely true to who, who he is. He doesn't waver from anything. So, you know, yeah, is Coach K bringing up a valid point? Sure. Is not playing non-conference games going to, you know, do a whole lot else? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. He's smarter than I am. He's won a lot more basketball games than I have. So you got to just – won a lot of basketball games. He's won a lot of basketball games. Wait, Spence or Jordan, I don't – the one thing I'm not sure about, though, is he do it – is he saying that his players are at risk by playing non-conference games? Or is he saying that, like, mentally it's too overwhelming to have to think about this all the time? I, that's the one part I don't really understand his argument. You guys might not know either. I think it's both. I think it it has a lot to do with, you know, these guys aren't getting a holiday season now. Nobody's going home to be with their family. Plus, like, the risk of COVID. I mean, he's older. Um, I just think, I yeah, I don't know. He's protecting himself, the old man. Wait, we have more breaking news that just came in. Someone else is saying breaking news. Sources confirm that the NHL is planning the private purchase of a COVID vaccine for consultants involved in the potential upcoming season. So the NHL, I think, is getting the vaccine first. Yeah, good job, (laughs) NHL. That'll be good PR. You just stealing vaccines from nursing homes, you assholes. What? (laughs) Jesus, I don't know who is their public relations office, but call me. You guys need help. I got you. My goodness. Shout out to the ACC, like trying to do that stuff. But meanwhile, the Big Twelve is the best conference in basketball, I think. Ooh, um, I like it. I, do, I agree. Is that? Do you agree? Yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch other Big Twelve games more than anything else? Yeah, I just watch league games, especially getting. I mean, we're two games away before we play Iowa State, um, you know, at home for our league opener. So, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much just watch the league and stuff. Co-producer Josh Rudy just keeps s- sending just absolute gems. Duke only had two more non-conference games. So, and they're against, like, absolute scrubs. So, like, that, that's – yeah, that's that's what we're, we have two more. Uh, we have – but we have North Texas uh, Friday tomorrow, and then we play Richmond, uh, number 19 Richmond on Sunday. ESPN, I think two, two o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Eastern, sometime. I don't know. Make sure you guys tune in. That'll be. A good I think Lamelo has a preseason game then, so it might be tough for me. But um, which team? What other Big Twelve teams look tough so far? I mean, Texas has. 
yeah, they're all good, right? Mac is did you expect Mac to play like I know you like we all like Mac and we thought yeah. he would do well, but right from the jump to be scoring like 20 points, 25 points in different games, kind of surprised. Yeah, Mac plays a lot like a, a scoring guard that we have uh in in Deuce McBride. He they they play extremely similar. They hunt it. I knew Mac was gonna do well in the Big 12 because they play defense in the Big 12, but it's also like a, a play in open space. He's in a good yeah. system. So he, I knew he was going to be just fine. He's done really well. Some of our guys, freshman Greg Brown on Texas, really, really good. Texas, I texted someone, I think maybe Spencer last night. I feel like Texas plays every single night. I know they played like one more game than you guys, but I promise you that that's wrong. I think they played 150 basketball games so far this year, so shout out to Texas. Uh, any other comments on the Big 12? Texas, no, this is the best Texas team I've seen in a long time. I'm not even – I'm not even <laughs> – Spencer is wearing a Texas hat. As he's wearing his Longhorns hat, <laughs> I'm not – this is not a biased statement by any means. When I was a junior – behind him. When I was a junior – or when I was a junior in college, uh, we that was when we were ranked number one in the country. We had Tristan Thompson, Avery Bradley, Corey Joseph, Damian James, like – Four NBA guys, and this Texas team is better than that team. They just play better. They're they're playing together. Like Jordan, yeah. you know, I'm your guy. Like you're you're my guy. But who's, this, who's the point guard? This is a good Texas team. Courtney, Courtney who's the point guard? Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman. They're, they're loaded. I mean, the Big Twelve is just stupid loaded. It always is. Yeah, they're they've got oh. like veteran leadership around a couple of young guys. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Can I tell you why I'm never hyped on Texas? I think I'm, I think I'm still Spencer. So maybe never on the podcast. I got a chance. One of the first college basketball games I ever went to was Kevin Durant's freshman year for Texas against Villanova. And I got box seats. This old guy hooked me up. It was Kevin Durant's only game where he didn't score like 40. He scored like nine points. It was awful. He didn't play well. The game was terrible. And I love KD, but that game, it kind of, I'm salty on Texas forever. Let's talk about the NBA. Because the Big 12 is loaded. We know this college basketball hopefully doesn't follow in the where that's going with Coach K and everything. I hope we're playing games. Anyways, the NBA is kind of oh, – fuck, I'm losing it right now. Sorry, three, two, one. Let's talk about the NBA. The Big 12 is loaded. We know this. But a lot of stuff, a lot of moves being made in the NBA – what are your thoughts on all the Harden talk? Because today it's been all about where James Harden is going. And I didn't even know that was even a thought process of he might leave Houston. I I hate this because, like, I don't think – I just want to be pro player always. Like, I want the players to get whatever they want and do whatever they want. But I just can't sit here and make the case that James Harden, who has gotten, like, everything he possibly could want in Houston – should be able to demand a trade and just like get traded all of a sudden. Like if I were Houston, I'd probably just hold on to him. Like he's, I don't know, the fifth best player in the NBA and they just got John Wall. They got rid of Russell Westbrook for him. They got rid of CP3 for him in the past. Like they kind of just need to do what they're going to do and, and kind of see how it goes from there. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I can see that kind of going on behind closed doors, but now if you're John Wall, uh, did you just show up to a title contender who is now going to lose its title contender? Like what happens now? You're just alone in Houston and maybe you're going to get who, I don't know. He go, if, if Harden goes to, to the Nets, maybe, what are they going to so get? So they're saying that Houston is literally saying like, 
you need to send us back a future Hall of Famer and like multiple first round picks for anything. So really the only option right now is the Sixers to trade for Ben Simmons. Today it came out that he wants to go to the Heat or the Bucks, which is hilarious because like the Heat are probably the last team in America that would want James Harden just from like a culture fit and everything. And the Bucks, I thought he hated Giannis. So Wait, I, why, I, why does he hate Giannis? They had a lot of beef. Giannis has said that he wouldn't draft him in the all-star game because Harden doesn't pass. And then Harden was like, I have more assists than you. And then he threw the ball off his head that one time. Remember when he rifled that pass off of Harden's <laughs> face? Yeah, I um, Okay. But, and then they, another story came out that the, this is the most interesting thing to me. The Nets apparent, the Rockets would only trade him to the Nets if they got Kyrie or KD back. So like, they don't want the Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, package they're like okay give us a star so if you were the nets you got kd are you trading Kyrie for james harden no no absolutely not i I, i'm not trading either Kyrie or kd not if i'm not if i'm ownership but if i'm houston if i'm houston i don't know if i send james harden i'm gonna expect i don't know Kyrie and steve nash i want to you know i want a full you know house cleaning but I, I don't think the Nets are in any way, shape, or form ready to even entertain that. And like you said, the Heat don't really – I don't think they need that. Jimmy Butler has that the helm of the ship. He's got things running smoothly. He's proved to be the leader that, that everybody, you know, at first didn't see him being. So I don't know – I don't know where he goes. I don't know where he goes. All right, so predict. Where's he going? Where's he start the season? Where's he finish the season? Because, like, he's probably – the season starts in three days. I, I think he finished. I think he stays in Houston. I think all this eventually they figure it out. They iron things out, and I think he stays in Houston. Okay, and, I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna predict that he gets traded to the Sixers. Sixers. That's a that's yeah. a good look. That's a good look. Are you? Is that a fair one for one? Ben Simmons. No, God, Harden? no. It's not. No, it's Ben Simmons and some picks. Who just came out and said Ben Simmons is like like a young LeBron right now? Not me. I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. Somebody just came out and said Ben Simmons is on track or can be, can finish as like the greatest player of all time. Okay. Well, that person. Hey, Spencer, can we find out who did that? Who said that? Speaking of you, like me, uh, maybe the best player of all time. We're getting into this rookie class. Rookies are in training camp right now. Season's about to start. Give me the rundown. Who's winning rookie of the year? And actually think about it. Don't be a jerk about this. Don't be a jerk. Well, what have I ever been a jerk, Tom? When? <laughs> Other than the LaMelo stuff, I, I leave you alone about a lot of things. Who's going to be rookie of the year? Um, man, I think, I think James Wiseman has a legitimate shot to be rookie of the year just based off numbers. Now, especially with Clay Thompson, unfortunately, getting injured. I just they have two legit weapons in Steph and Wiseman at this at this point. And and Wiseman it's also nice that he's playing on a team where people aren't focused on him. A lot of rookies, even even in Charlotte, yeah, they have a lot of really good players. Devontae Graham is unreal, but LaMelo is gonna take a lot of heat night in and night out because people see LaMelo and their ultimate goal is to shut overtime Tom up and lock LaMelo down. So Wiseman has a little bit, you know, more room for error. He's kind of a little bit more comfortable, I feel like, in his position and his draft. So 
I think he's the rookie of the year. What about you? Or, okay. or, or why is LaMelo Ball going to be rookie of the year? Okay, LaMelo Ball will 100% be rookie of the year, and this is why. So he's going to have the most control over a team of any rookie probably, right? Like Anthony Edwards might do well in Minnesota and might end up having the best career, but he's behind D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns. He has no shot there. LaMelo has full control of the team, it seems, already. Like if you see some of the highlights that are coming out, the way the team is pushing him out, he is the point guard. He is passing the ball like every multiple players have already came out and been like i can't believe his vision like this is insane coaches are coming out saying it uh he's been super locked in he's shooting them all well him and gordon hayward are shooting together a lot like all the videos of him shooting around have been with gordon hayward which i think is cool because Lamelo can go one of two ways sometimes where it's like oh i'm gonna like learn from the really good players and like try to be a really good basketball player on the other side like do his own thing um he's gonna have control he's in the eastern conference so he's gonna have much like more nights where he can kind of take over and do his own thing and I you already know I think I think he's the best player in the draft but I think his situation is also the best I think James Wiseman's really interesting I think that he has potential to probably be the second leading scorer on that Warriors team behind Steph yeah. um that that's a good one without Clay I just think that like if it comes down to it and it's close it's going to be Lamelo. the tough thing for Lamelo is that he has a lot of other guards right he has Terry Rozier Devontae Graham, Hayward. I don't think Lamelo's going to score a ton. What, what would you predict Lamelo's stat line for his rookie year? Um, I think he goes 11 and six. 11 yeah. and six assists. I, I don't think that's that far off. I, I think he's like a 13 and seven and a half, 13 and eight type. I, I, I don't like, I'm not here to say that he's going to come in and shoot the ball extremely well. It looks like he changed his shot again a little bit. So that's going to take time. Uh, but I do think he'll come in and he'll run the team and probably be the best player. And and I do think he'll win rookie of the year. The, the other thing I think he'll also get rebounds. He's such a long guard. Like he's gonna, I, I know Tom's not going to love this comparison, but like I see him having a similar uh, stat line to when Michael Carter Williams won rookie of the year, you know, he's going to get a lot of opportunities. He's going to hit the floor. I don't think they're chasing a title this season, um, so I see like that 13 points, six, seven assists, four, five, six rebounds, and he'll, uh, he'll shine some nights. I do think like he could, he could have a triple double or one or two triple doubles when the season's done. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and you're right. James Wiseman, like there's less pressure. He's going to, you know, he could give you 18 points and eight rebounds a game, but we'll see. My question, I think it's going to be close. It's those two guys. Here's my question for you guys. Over under five turnovers a game for Lamella. Five. I'll go. I'll go under on five. I'll go under four, on five. Four. Four. Right at the line. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take. I'll take four. I'll take four for sure. But uh, this just in, Tom. We can make the headline of this podcast. Our producer just said that Michael Carter Williams is better than Lamella Ball. How's that for twists and some words? God, I love this media stuff. It's so easy. Michael Carter Williams comparison is more similar to Jello Ball, who's in the NBA now, also. And I just want to make it clear that all three Ball brothers are in the NBA, just like Lamar predicted. That is pretty bad. How sick is it that Jello is in the NBA? Who would have thought? People were saying that he sucked. People were saying he couldn't even play in college. Hey, dude, you know, listen, we got to get Sada Baby back on the podcast because he's on the Pistons. Yes. Pistons are going to be good. Shout dude, out to Killian Hayes and Derek Rose. Not going to lie. Sada Baby and Jello really might end up being boys. 
he might be in the studio, or as they like to call it, the stew. He might be in the stew with Sada for sure, actually. Wait, Spence, were you messing with me last night? That, that jungle ball, they, there's a jungle ball billboard in Detroit. That, that's real. I don't know if that's real or no. Actually, it did. It did look real, but they put up a Jello ball billboard in Detroit already. <laughs> Unbelievable! My God, you ever been on a billboard? Oh, why do I want to say for like a like a, a big AAU event? They like the tournament took out money and put like six people like on it. I think I think it was. I don't know. Maybe I, I just wanted to say that I've been on one. Is that why you brought it up? You just softball lobbed that one to yourself. Yeah. It's it's actually pretty funny, Jordan. What we did at All Star Weekend last last February, pre COVID, mm-hmm. um, at all the all the billboards, like when you arrive in baggage claim, they're like the virtual billboards. It's like every third slide was like Larry and Tom and and Chloe and Jess and Megan, like all the overtime people, like throwing up the O and like showing off their shirts, and like everyone. I went there. I was at All Star Weekend and like. I was on the flight with like the sports center people of the ESPN people that's and everyone's getting their luggage. Like these motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's I've never brand been more recognition. I love than it. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that, that's just, an understatement for sure, but it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It wasn't good. Um, all right. No, enough of the rookie stuff. Um, we got a bunch of other things. Chris Paul to the Suns. thoughts. Are they going to be sick? Yes. They'll be they'll they will be kind of like the Blazers have been for the I think the Blazers kind of move up into the upper middle part of the West. Um, I think they kind of shock some shock some people this year, and then I think the Suns are that like dangerous six seven seed that you don't want to play might knock out a you know a good team early in the first round. They are very very good this year for sure. Yeah, I'm, our, my Jazz, I love the Jazz because I love Donovan Mitchell. They keep getting bumped down, and I think, which is tough. Um, Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers. I, he said something crazy already, but good Lakers, are they going to repeat? Everyone said that it's, like, done. I, like, don't think that at all. The more I look at it, I don't see who beats them. I don't know. The Clippers have an f- amazing team, but I don't know if they're going to put it together or not. Uh, Paul George. They, everyone was complaining about him, saying that how bad playoff P was. He just signed, I think, maybe the biggest NBA contract ever today, $270 million over five years. Is that a good that's, move? That's a good move on the Clippers' part. Yeah, yeah, Paul George is unbelievable. The disrespect that he gets, yeah, he had a tough playoff. It is what it is. I think I think he's worth the money. 270 though? That's more than what Giannis's extension is going to be. It's like 228 for Giannis over five. That's more than Jake Paul's getting for a fight. That's more than what? We're going to get to Jake Paul, who okay. could play in the NBA. Um, the YouTubers, everybody. How many years until Paul George is no longer on the Clippers? <laughs> this feels uh, like two years and he's gone. That's a good That's a good guess. That's a good guess. We talked. We talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about the Houston stuff. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Let's talk about whether or not you think that's a title contender right there or not. Is it, is uh, it hype? Because there's a lot of hype going around right now, and Zion deserves everything that he gets. But this man's ranked 19 by ESPN. That's ahead of Kyrie, Jamal Murray, Brad Beal, uh, Paul George. Like, I don't know. Are the Pelicans overhyped at this point? Are they a real contender? 
Uh, this is reason 10 billion why I hate ESPN with everything inside of me because like Zion might be the most liked and well-respected human in the entire world. And ESPN would do the one thing that can make people like not like him as much. And that's overrate him slightly. Uh, do I think he'll finish the season a top 20 player in the NBA? Yes. But to do that in the preseason, is just ridiculous. Um, I don't think the Pelicans are a title contender. They're still my favorite team in the NBA for this upcoming season. Cause I like Lonzo and I like Zion but a title contender. I mean, that's ridiculous. Is Kyrie, does Kyrie deserve to be ranked behind Zion Williamson? Given the, his body of work, given what he did in 16 to the Warriors, is he, does he, are you really going to tell me he deserves to be ranked behind Zion? It's not Zion's fault. Let's get that clear. But does he deserve to be lower than 19? I know I'm mad at Kyrie. Kyrie could have easily been my favorite player in the NBA. And at one point I think he probably was like the layups and the dribbling and like every, like he's just so cool. And I wear his shoes when I play, but like the saying LeBron's not clutch thing subliminally, subliminally. Um, and then some of the other and getting hurt a bunch and kind of messing with the Celtics. I don't care any of it. He should not be ranked lower than Zion. <laughs> what about, what about Jamal Murray? He's a little younger, but he was a dog in the bubble. Why was he so good in the bubble? Hey, Siri, how much did Jamal average in the bubble? No, I'm saying why was he so good? Like, Siri's not working. I found this oh. on the web. Oh. Oh, my God, it works. Bubble stats. You don't. You honestly don't think Jamal Murray is, is like, above Zion? I didn't say that. I was asking you. I was setting you up. 24 points, 6.3. I was setting you up for a Jamal Murray girlfriend joke. Oh, 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 oh. What makes him so good? Anyways, Jamal Murray is – wait, is Jamal Murray lower than Zion? Yeah. That is awful. Jamal Murray was, like, the best player in the NBA for, like, a little bit at the end. I know. I know. This dude was an all-star in the bubble. I hate ESPN so much. Can I tell you why I hate them so much? I was just about to ask because you posted something on your story last night, and, like, I figured I'd just let you sleep it off, but you – you just not a, not happy with Sports Center. No, and, and this has been forever, but like finally, I just like I don't care, and I'll say it. Like they are like such a wannabe overtime, and like not that over. I mean, overtime's great, and I I love it, and it's my favorite thing in the world. But like, how would you want to? You're the biggest place in the world. Why are you trying to copy everything we do? So basically, what they do is they see the videos we post, and they take them and they post them on their pages and. They don't tag us. They don't do anything. They act like they came up with them themselves. And it's just like, you're so bad at your job if you're just going to like copy everything someone else does. And I'm just like, I'm tired of it. And I'm like, they're scared of us for some reason when they're like billions of people and dollars bigger than us. And it's just, it's just awful. But that, that's just what I have to say about that. You know what? It's oh, and, and one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Okay. You're, you look on like their social media sometimes or even on TV and stuff, they add in snapchat text and it's fake like they literally like fake it like they act like you like say you have a sick video right like you cross up a girl and you dunk on someone and like you do all it's like this amazing viral video right they'll add in snapchat text when they post it and pretend that you added it yourself and it's like fake it's like how whack are you like they're just they're just not cool tom you seem like you have a very unhealthy relationship 
with SportsCenter. And what I think you should do is you should block them so they can't steal your content. That's what I think you should do. That no, this is a warning. Jordan one more time, and I'm calling them out from overtime. Like, it's one more time, and they're getting the full call-out treatment from overtime. And our fans do not mess around. No, the 13-year-olds don't don't play games. You're right. Exactly. They really don't. If you're over 13, I love you. And if you're listening to this pod over 13, I love you too. But, you know, it is what it is. But let's talk about let's talk about really what's what's important. Let's get to the meat of the podcast. Jake Paul. Jake Paul did, did something disrespectful, something that unfortunately turned Nate Robinson, a, a friend of the show, into 2020's biggest meme so far. Nobody's like really done the meme thing because nobody's been able to do anything. And then coming out of quarantine, the first thing that happens is Nate Robinson gets KO'd by the YouTuber. It's, it's unfortunate for sure. But now it's getting out of, out of, out of hand because Logan Paul, his older brother or whatever brother, is going to fight Floyd Mayweather. Thoughts on both of these? Did you watch the fight, the Jake Paul fight? No, I didn't. I just I, – I had to stop going on Instagram – just due to the Nate Robinson slander telling you what there's a civilian out there who's going to say the wrong thing at the wrong time in front of Nate Robinson. And what I know about Nate Robinson is the man is an athlete and they will get folded, folded in public. I want that video. All these people talking crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. This dude is a basketball player. He got in the ring. Other people went to got in the ring. Somebody is getting knocked out in public. Nate, all the power to you. If it's Tom, I- I don't want to fight Nate Robinson. Um, I think it's really bad. But you don't want to fight anybody, right? I would fight someone if I had to. Um, I, I picked Jake Paul to win the fight beforehand. But for overtime, Nate Robinson is a friend of overtime. So I did make it seem like overtime thought that Nate would win the fight, even though deep down I did not believe that. So I kind of like was mad that I had to play both sides box like everyone said it you can't mess around with boxing like I, I don't really understand how Nate like didn't it seems like he didn't train at all do you, do you think he trained yes I know Nate trained for sure but I boxing I mean it's not something you just kind of pick up these even though these Paul brothers are you know millionaire YouTubers they definitely they're, are, they're big like Logan is really big compared to even He's Mayweather huge I, I've been watching the Paul brothers for like five years now like when i first got into the overtime thing like my boss was like you got to check out whoever's big on youtube and stuff and see what they're doing and people used to make fun of me because i would watch their blogs but i was learned i learned a, a ton from it because like they understand the internet probably better than anyone they don't care like they think that they can, like they're not the money stuff and the publicity is important but you can't fake that like you can't oh. fake thinking you're gonna dominate everything like they just seriously think and kind of know that like they're they're those dudes no jake but jake paul is like he's the problem child for real i know he coins that name for himself but he's got he is the problem child and you can see it but let's let's go let's move away from the jake and nate thing because the nate robinson the slander is just ridiculous to me yeah i got one thing to say about it this is the tough part for me and i don't think nate knew this going into it but like these I, I think I saw some TikTok that like kind of said it best, but like this next generation, these kids that are 10 through 15 or like, I don't know, 10 through 18 even, like 
that is how they're going to remember Nate when like all three of us are small guards growing up. Like Nate is somebody we idolized as basketball fans and basketball players. Like no, like Nate ran down and like blocked LeBron shit when LeBron was at his peak in the NBA. Like that. I just, I just hate that that this, this fucking bullshit fight could overshadow that Nate Robinson. And yeah, Nate should have been fighting. Spencer should have. Spencer boxes. Yeah, I saw. I saw Spencer's getting a little. He's no Jake. Jake Paul, him. I'm coming for you, dog. Oh my god, you would. You would. I would be worried about your health. You, you don't think he could hang with Jake? I think he could. Yeah, I'm gonna start taking steroids tomorrow. Let's. Uh. Okay. Give me. <laughs> give me <laughs> you just completely disqualified yourself from the fight. Good job, Spence. Anyways. Let's get into let's get into Logan Paul Mayweather. Give me prediction yeah. for give me a prediction for that fight. Okay, this is actually hard because, like I said, I, I said Jake would win. I like Floyd Mayweather for like all the terrible things he's done. Like if you watch his training videos and stuff, like they get you hyped. And like I definitely want my kid to be a boxer. Like I do. Like I and, and I want to ask you what you want your kid to be because don't lie and say you should be a basketball player because like it's really hard for a shorter person to be a basketball player. Um, yeah, so I'm curious what you think there, but I, I think that J- Logan Paul will not get knocked out. That is my one prediction. That he's like not like people just think he's bad, so he's gonna get killed by Floyd. I do not think Logan will get knocked out, and I do think Logan will land a few good punches. I watched back the Floyd uh, versus McGregor fight the other day because I'm just an absolute loser. And I watched that like four in the morning. McGregor absolutely like clocked Floyd a few times in the early rounds. And uh, I think Logan will hit him a couple times. What do you think? Here's what, here's what I think. I think it takes, I think it takes one hit to ruin 50 <laughs> wins. It takes one really, really good hit to, and this man, Logan Paul is going into this fight with no, just reckless abandonment. No regard. Logan has never won a fight. I don't care. This man is like 6'5", 260. He's huge. He's big. Okay, I might exaggerated that. But listen, here's my prediction for the fight, just for the fun of it. I got Logan Paul in a second-round knockout. He dude, Just imagine – 2020 capped. No, I know, I know, but everybody's like, oh, I can't. And yeah, Floyd's gonna probably win for sure. But listen, think outside the box. Everybody, we all need this a little bit. Just give it a shot. Go watch some Maverick YouTube vlogs and and start being a little bit of a Paul fan, even though he's done some stupid shit. I have Logan Paul, Logan Paul with a right hook. Something might drop from the ceiling, getting Floyd's eye. Uh-oh, right hook. Logan Paul knockout. Could you imagine what would happen? The internet would literally burst into flames. That's my prediction. I got Logan Paul in this fight. Everybody can hate me, whatever. We'll talk in a few weeks. I I hope you're right for like my own enjoyment, but I hope you're wrong because like that would ruin the sport of boxing. Yeah, it would. It would (laughs) would completely illegitimize boxing as a whole. Like Mike Tyson has to fight him next then, right? Like. Like, if Logan beats Floyd, every boxer has to go fight Logan. Like, they have to, like, they have to go 70 and 0 versus Logan to, like, redeem themselves. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I, I just, I like to do it. I like to think that way just for my own enjoyment and to piss off some people 
who claim to be, you know, cause they got a everlasting bag in the, in the garage, you know, and they fight it, uh, you know, when they get pissed off on the weekends and their football team loses, those are the people I want to piss off with that comment. But I got Logan Paul beating Floyd Mayweather. Take it, take it or leave it. I don't care. But let's continue with what, if that happens, and on top of everything that's happening with aliens right now, have you seen or heard anything about that? Apparently there's aliens in, uh, just chilling on our country waiting for us to what, die? <laughs> no, no. There's aliens already on Earth according to this. Where is he from, Spencer? Israel. Israel. Ex-space, ex head of space ops in Israel. Some guy. I don't even know if Israel has a space operations. I think that guy <laughs> himself... He gave himself that own title and said, you know what? I, this clout thing is easy. I'm just going to make something up that's just absurd. So they're saying that aliens are on Earth right now. True or false in your mind, Tom? Do you believe that? Yes. True. Okay. And they're saying that we're not ready. Like the human, you know, race is ready. That's, that's completely true. And we're still trying to get over the Robin, Nate Robinson fight. We're not ready for that kind of news. But here's my real question coming from that. If you had to pick one person, you were like, all right, I got you. You're definitely a freaking alien. Who are you picking? Who is an alien already? Right now. I already have this in my, in my brain if you want me to go first. The person I was going to say would have been so inappropriate. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> um, who is an alien right now? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma? What? Yeah, he gives like, me alien vibes. I don't think aliens are going to, like, show up and be awesome at things. Like, I think they're just going to be, like, not that Kyle Kuzma is not good at basketball, but he's not, like, the best ever. I, he's my alien choice. He's weird. Who is your alien? Okay, here we go. Real quick. I need a tight Zoom, and it's my computer, so I'm going to Zoom. Listen. Listen. Bill Walton, I know you're an alien. I know your secret, and it's okay, all right? We're going to try to keep it as suppressed as we possibly can. But I need you to at least come and confirm it with me. I understand. I've listened to so many Pac-12 games. I've heard you talk about the most absurd thing about the landscapes around the arenas that they're playing in. It's okay. It's okay, Bill. This is a safe space. I know you are an alien. I just want confirmation. All right? That's it. Is that fair? Wait, that's a good one. Um, I don't think you're wrong. I think he might just be kind of on drugs. But if you go face to face with an alien, are you swinging? Are you like saying what's up? Are you scared? Are you like, well, are you gonna swing on an alien? I mean, you can't. There's no. I'm 100% gonna try to make friends with them because they're aliens. You you don't win those kind of fights. So no, I don't I'm, think they want to be friends with you. They're not like looking down on us. Like you know who I want to be friends with? Jordan McCabe and Tom. That's not true. I mean, yeah, they're gonna, start, they're gonna start with they're gonna start with Joe Rogan, and if he doesn't want to be friends, they're just gonna move on down the list of podcasts. Hey, I've been listening to more Joe Rogan. I don't I don't know how I feel about him. What? Uh, okay, so I love him on the things that he knows a lot about, but when he starts talking about things he doesn't know about, and his friends who I don't know who they are start talking about it, and they are wrong. Like there's been a few instances where they talk about things that I know more about than they do. And that frustrates me. Like I want him to know everything about everything. Okay. I mean, that's, that's an interesting take. I can see where you're, 
where you're where you're getting that from but i don't know i love joe rogan and i think if and i gotta gotta say that because if aliens do come we're sending him first we're sending joe rogan he's gonna be the first person that's gonna communicate for the rest of our human because he's a pretty rational dude all right he's not too far one way or the other he's just like hey yo what's up you want a cigar let's sit down and really talk this out i got a lot of fans on spotify and youtube that would really love to hear your side of whatever you're doing here so if that's the case that's what we're doing but i don't know let's talk about tiktok man before i gotta jump out of here i know you got some kind of i don't know rundown of i swear to god you and dave portnoy better just start dming each other and just make sure that both you are ready for your weekly rundown of 17 year old relationships no, no, okay, no, I'm a lot younger than Dave Portnoy, um, first of all, and I've been in the TikTok game a little bit longer than him. First of all, Tyler Hero, also maybe an alien. Maybe an alien. I've thought about Tyler Hero being an alien. Cannot, cannot confirm nor deny. Okay, cool. Um, he was way better on JJ Reddick's podcast than yours, and which, like, bothered me. Because, like, he wore sunglasses to yours. Anyways, we get him back on. We'll get him back on. Okay. All right. So the TikTok drama, Bryce Hall, who is quickly becoming my least favorite person in the Sway House. Uh, he's got beef with Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty, obviously famous artist, uh, not in the top three of most of most money earned of the Lils. I did a thing the other day trying to find out which Lil has made the most money in their career. Lil Yachty is not in the top three, but he has made more than you think, close to thirty million in his career. Uh, but anyway, how much? Thirty? Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy to me. Hold on, sorry, before we get, because 30 million, like, don't get me wrong. I could be just fine with 30 million, live the rest of my life very happy, whatever, support my, you know, grandkids and all that. But 30 million is not that much. And that's Lil what? Yachty. Like, like with the they videos that they shoot, the videos that they shoot, you would think that they have an endless stream of money coming in. The, the jewelry they wear, I mean, it's stacked like a foot and a half out. It covers and, and causes bad posture for most of them. You would think that they have, like, I'm talking dumb. Like, I would have thought some of these guys are closing in on a billion. But you're saying 30 million? No. I mean. Probably less, honestly. Probably less. Hey, play, playoff P just got like 250. Yeah, but that's, yeah, it's way different. Artists don't make as much as like top NBA players. I know, but, but everybody likes to compare NBA players and rappers all the time. I mean, it's easier to be a rapper. Huh? That's a good debate. I think it's easier to be a rapper. James Harden just gave hey, little baby, like, oh, Spencer just said it too. James Harden just gifted little baby. Like, I'm sure they're friends, but like, are they brothers? I don't know. He just gave them $500,000 worth of stuff between like money. He just gave them 100K. Like, here's cash. He put 100K with 100 honey buns. It's weird. It's Imagine the, the person working at, uh, you know, the Dollar Tree that had to sell him all those boxes of honey buns. Like, you asshole. It's way easier to be a rapper. Anybody can mumble in, like, oh, da, 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 candy bar. And yeah. they rap. Like, it takes – I definitely thought about it. Yeah, come on. If, you, if you're sitting here right now saying you've never thought about starting a rap career, you're lying. You know what I want to do? I'm thinking about getting into country music. I think I could be a country nope. music artist. <laughs> Dude, I'm so serious. I'm looking at like Mike Stud, and yeah, he's not country, but he's like this, like, I don't know, R&B-ish type, 
whatever, a little bit of rap, a little bit of whatever. And he was like a college athlete. Like, I think I could do country music and I love country music. And I know everybody on the show. Yeah, we heard all about I your love country music love. The all right. Brett, you will support me pisses me off. But anyways, go back into your little Yachty. Go ahead. If you become a big mu- musician, I will run your social and I will, I will help. That would be an honor of mine. All right. Deal. Um, all right. Bryce Hall and Lil Yachty. Bryce Hall is in Sway. He dates Addison Ray, Top five most famous female probably in the world right now. Lil Yachty has always made TikToks and stuff about like loving her, wanting to date her and the D'Amelios. Like they're jokes. Like he's, he's really funny, honestly. But he took it a step too far, apparently. He came out with a song the other day where he said he wants to do physical things with Addison Rae. Uh, and it, there's this whole beat now where they went on a podcast together the other day, Lil Yachty and Bryce Hall. And they went at it. Like Bryce Hall was like, who are you? And Lil Yachty's like, I made $30 million. And Bryce Hall was like, I don't care. I'm dating Addison. Uh, whose side are you on? <laughs> I'm siding with Lil Yachty. I just, I can't look at this, the perms and the dances i i don't i don't want to do it anymore uh it's it's causing me you know mental stress and anxiety that i don't want it. I, Lil yachty i like Lil yachty he's a good dude but, I like uh, tall guy i don't know a real punchable face if he wants to fight everybody's fighting nowadays if he wants he will to fight, fight someone he will fight someone i i guarantee you that, that he will be on a fight card soon um i i definitely think that will happen that he like right. loves it who would you um, who would you fight if it came down to it? You had to pick a celebrity boxing matchup, like uh, whatever. Uh, I said it the other day, so I I want I'll just say it on here. I want Julian Newman to start boxing. Like I think that would be like a wise career move for him. I think he's quick. He's got the boxer body. I think he's got that ferociousness. Uh, and I thought about who he could box first, and I thought about uh, Faze Rug, who's like a pretty big youtuber but really small and it's a good first win so i would take the same approach as julian and i would fight phase rug first t jazz who i love is another person that comes to mind just because like we're similar size but like i wouldn't want to fight t jazz i love t jazz um i don't know do you have anyone who i should fight i, I don't want to fight jake paul or logan paul first like that sounds awful yeah you should fight dave portnoy i would fight dave portnoy not not because i don't like him or bar so i just think that would be interesting I mean, say what you will, but I think it's just a good matchup. You guys are both kind of built similar, similarly. Oh my God, shut up. You are an idiot. You are dumb. You guys, you guys can do the same amount of push-ups, six, and uh, he eats more pizza. Wait, I, can't I, think, I can't tell if you're joking or if you don't know that I like work out like that. I just think it'd be a good matchup. Over time, yeah, like, do you think I'm not in shape and stuff? I, I want to know because we haven't like hung out in person in like, three Tom, years. I'm just, I, I'm doing no, this. I'm curious. <laughs> No, I think you're in shape. I think you're in good shape. Is it? I promise. I Spence, you got Spence me versus uh, me versus Jordan in a fight. I mean, Spence, don't do not Spence. Come on. If I'm being honest, it would be a good fight. I do. (laughs) Tom does have this low key like Tom is like hella strong. It's weird. He doesn't look strong. He doesn't look that strong, but he actually is. But I also weigh a lot more than you think. How much you weigh? Like 175 with a six pack. With the six pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. I got you there. And I think I got you height and reach. So not not to not to clown on Larry, because Larry's in incredible shape, but like 
at Summer Throne last year, like we did this crazy, we did this crazy obstacle course that like this military trainer put put all the guys through. And Larry finished second. He killed it. Tom smoked him. Like really? he, like smoked him by like 30 seconds or 40 seconds in a six minute course or something. Look at Tom's chin go up right there. Oh my God, he's peacocking. He's peacocking. All right, folks. Listen, before we get any more peacocking and Tom, you know, throws out stories that we're not sure if we can even confirm, let's get out of here. I hope you guys are having a good week. Everybody's staying safe. Uh, like I said, tune in. Sunday, we are playing Richmond, uh, ESPN, 1 o'clock. Make sure you're tuned in. Tom uh, will be watching LaMelo Ball, um, I think, get Gatorade or something from a corner store. But other than that, everybody else should be locked in. I hope you guys are doing great. Peace and love. We'll see you next week.